Welcome to the Cold Steel Surgical Podcast with your hosts, Amir Farouk and Chad Ball. Dr. Yang, thank you so much for joining us on the Cold Steel Podcast today. It's truly an honor to, to have uh, um, you know all the hardworking program directors across the country join us on the show to talk about their programs. Can you tell us a little bit about the McMaster General Surgery Residency Program? Sure. Yeah. So we are um, we're based in the city of Hamilton. So those who are less familiar, that's about forty-five minutes southwest of Toronto. It's uh, it's a growing city. It's about six hundred thousand people now. Um, so our program is a little bit unique. It's got uh, a Hamilton stream and it's also got a Niagara stream. The Niagara stream has its own regional education league, Dr. Ryan Fielding, who's just done a fantastic job with that program. They've got a separate match through PARMS. So the Hamilton stream, we take uh, six residents per year through PARMS. There are uh, three hospitals that are the main adult surgery training sites. They're all within kind of 10 to 15 minutes drive of each other. The uh, first couple of years of our curriculum, they're a bit more prescriptive, um, but the third and fourth years is more choose your own adventure. So our programs, the uh, philosophy really is one that emphasizes that residents ought to be able to tailor their training towards um, kind of what their career goals eventually are. So, And then the final year of our training, it's really all general surgery rotations that residents kind of consolidate everything. And, um, you know, as a surgeon and also as a leader, really, in our program, they carry that forward um, after they graduate. That sounds great. You know, realizing that your graduates really over the years have gone everywhere and done everything. Where does the typical McMaster graduate go at the back end? Um, where, where do they end up? I realize the options, like I said, are, are broad, but uh, uh, what do you like to see and, and what have they done previously? Yeah, so, you know, I think, um, you know, I, I'm pretty confident that all programs in Canada, we're really fortunate in Canada, I can say this, but it, it is very important to our program that when residents finish after their training here, after five years, that they're ready to start practice um, independently, safely, competently. Um, the proportion of residents that go into practice, straight in practice versus fellowships, that varies year to year, of course. The last year was about um, kind of 50-50 split. Uh, three of our grads went straight into practice and they set up shop, um, whereas the other three went into fellowships. Um, the couple of years before that really were all predominantly went into fellowships. And that kind of reflects a bit about kind of what the landscape of, um, uh, you know, as people love. Uh, want to set up shop where they want to but also sometimes they just want additional training you know in certain areas of course and uh, that's been all areas that's been thoracics mis trauma hpv colorectal breast uh, so it really spans the gamut of um, what you can do uh, in general surgery and i and i'm happy to say you know, our graduates they compete very well for uh, fellowship positions and as i look back um, on all the recent uh, years of graduates Again, they've all started to work uh, in various places and set up practices, and uh, we're all very proud of them. Uh, as you should be. Dr. Yang, you're uh, taking over from Dr. Mercaccio uh, this year. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, tell us what you think, you know, you kind of alluded to it a little bit, but in your mind, coming in as the new program director, what do you think are some of the, like the really big strengths and highlights of the McMaster program, uh, you know, for for prospective applicants? 
So, you know, I think we we offer outstanding clinical training. I think that should be the basis of um, all programs as they really work on what their strengths ought to be. So in the OR and endoscopy, I think our experiences are really strong that we offer residents. We're a tertiary center for a pretty large catchment area of as a referral base. So residents can really see a wide range of pathologies and a lot of volume. We don't have an overabundance of fellows uh, in our program. I think having that good balance uh, really helps to ensure Kind of a good volume with high level participation. I mean, that's important uh, for our residents. I think our faculty is another big strength. It really is a tremendous faculty who really care a lot about our residents um, and their progress. So the way our curriculum is structured and the way that we have sort of three main teaching sites. So what happens is then our faculty and residents really get to know each other well. Um, so they really, our faculty are really invested in the residents kind of growth and development. And you know, when I uh, read all the end of rotation assessments that our faculty do for the residents, you can see just how much thought and care they put into writing feedback uh, for the residents. And they're able to write feedback that talks about how this resident has progressed compared to the last time they worked with them and so on. And I think that that's really helpful for our residents. And then outside Hamilton, we've got this incredible network of uh, community sites. And a lot of that is geography, just a number of towns and hospitals nearby that do a lot of high level stuff. So our residents can go out there and, uh, and work with them. But a lot of that also has come from just the relationships that our program has maintained with past graduates from our program and all sorts of places from nearby in Cambridge, Burlington, Oakville to Collingwood and sites in the greater Toronto area. And again, that experience really complements well um, to what our residents get here in Hamilton. And I think that the last thing to mention, I'd say, and you mentioned Dr. Maricaccio, my predecessor, he, is that we really pay a lot of attention to wellness uh, for our residents. And Dr. Maricaccio just did a tremendous job in setting the tone for that. And he continues to be a real champion for that. He's our faculty lead for our wellness committee in our program. And I think that's an area where our program really walks the talk. And I think our residents uh, really benefit from that as well. That's fantastic. What what are some of the things that you guys do in terms of actual manifestation of that of that concept and that principle? Yeah. So um, you know, in terms of uh, you know respecting uh, scheduling and uh, post call days and all the basic stuff, that's just a, a non starter. We 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 always uh, do that uh, for all our uh, residents. Um, it's a predominantly residents run uh, committee, and uh, they just do a fantastic job and. Um, arranging activities and things like that for residents to spend time together outside work um, to kind of bond and things like that. They organize our uh, annual retreats and every other year we do one out of town and uh, really to get away from uh, the city here so we can really examine kind of the issues that uh, confront our program and to uh, make it better and uh, again to create that bonding experience. And uh, we also have this mentorship program. So a lot of informal mentorships form as they always do kind of organically in our faculty are really receptive to that and residents uh, kind of self-identify how they connect with but for a lot of residents it does help to have a bit of a formal process and our wellness committee is in charge of arranging that to connect residents um, uh, with uh, faculty that uh, they might uh, get along with and uh, might have interests that align so uh, so those are some of the things that uh, the committee does. Oh, that sounds fantastic. You, you know, Hamilton as a city itself, uh, I've been lucky in my life, spent a reasonable amount of time there. And there's some areas in and around Hamilton that are, I think, some of the most beautiful in Ontario. Like they're unbelievable. Dundas, like a whole bunch of whole bunch of places that I'm sure you could you could list off too. I, I'm curious for our maybe our our applicants or your applicants that 
haven't spent much time in the greater Hamilton area. Tell us about Hamilton as a city. Um, what's around? What do the what do the folks usually do? What do you enjoy? Yeah, no, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, Hamilton is a really fantastic place to live. Um, you know, I think it's, you know, maybe not so much recently. I think we can see with the growth that people have really identified it to be a really attractive place to, to live. But maybe in some years past, it's been a bit misunderstood. But, you know, I, I lived here as a resident and I was really ecstatic to come back. Geez, almost 10 years ago now to um, with a young family in tow to kind of build a life here. So it really is a fantastic place to live and play. It's got a great uh, art scene, lots of uh, great restaurants. Uh, there's theater, there's a Philharmonic Orchestra. But some of the things you talked about, um, about the outdoor stuff, um, it's got incredible access to it. That's the one thing that really has always uh, stood out for me. The access to you know, conservation areas, you talked about Dundas, uh, for instance, but there are lots of others. You know, to, to like forested conservation areas, you, you can drive 15 minutes uh, with virtually no traffic traffic on most days and you find yourself in these beautiful uh, conservation areas with uh, beautiful trails and lakes uh, of course you're an hour away from uh, Niagara Falls Niagara Lake the Shaw Festival wine country uh, that's always really enjoyable and of course then you're 45 minutes away from Toronto in the other direction so lots of good stuff I, I find that uh, sounds absolutely lovely uh, Dr. Yang for uh, applicants that are interested in doing research what kind of formal research or, or informal research opportunities are there so um, all residents in a program are required at minimum to uh, do two research projects during the residency, so to completion. We have an extremely dedicated research director, Dr. Elena Parvez, who does an exceptional job in guiding residents from early on, from just after they arrive, to kind of identify residents' research interests and their goals and to connect them with the right supervisors and faculty, um, all the way to facilitating more extensive research endeavors like um, pursuing a master's or PhD and taking leave to do that. At any one time, we would have several residents away from our program on academic leave doing a graduate degree. Um, so McMaster University as well, they've got um, six funded clinical investigator program spots for our residents to compete. And several of our residents have uh, been very successful in recent years in uh, competing for that. Um, our residents also have the option of taking one or more years off outside CIP to pursue graduate degrees. And our residents have done that uh, in the US, uh, in France, uh, one recently. Um, so um, there's also room in our curriculum for all residents to dedicate up to three blocks um, to research. We've got funded support for publications, for travel. Our general surgery program here also has a generous endowment um, that's awarded on a competitive uh, process that can provide funding for things like salary support um, for research leave of absence. Uh, we have a research assistant that can help um, residents uh, with the research projects as well. So certainly the infrastructure and the supports uh, are there um, for residents of all levels of uh, research interests, whether their goal is to pursue this academic career with a strong research focus or their aim is to just gain a solid foundation of uh, understanding what research is about so they can navigate and evaluate uh, literature in their careers. That level of support is uh, unusual and uh, and really impressive. That's that's awesome. I'm curious maybe if you could comment on, um, you know, for the applicants, what you're looking for. What what do you guys in Hamilton at McMaster really value up front? And, and do you have any advice for these applicants that are interested in your program? Yeah, no, I think that, that's, that's a good question. So, you know, I think it's important that 
individuals know what they're getting themselves into, who know what general surgery and general surgery training is about. You know, general surgery, is, as, as you guys, I, I don't need to tell you, it's, it's a career that offers incredible rewards, but it can be tough. Um, and there are going to be uh, long days and difficult nights. And But if you love the work and if you believe that it's worth it, then that's going to help sustain you through those tough days and tough nights. Um, you know, you often hear people talk about fit in their program. And for me, that is someone who is self-motivated, who works hard, but who's also kind, who's also understands that when it comes to the people that you work with, not everything is a zero sum game and that we can help each other succeed and we can celebrate each other's successes and kind of help each other during those difficult times. Um, so I think that encapsulates that for, for me anyways. You've been listening to Cold Steel, the official podcast of the Canadian Journal of Surgery. If you like what you've heard, please leave us a review on iTunes. We'd love to hear your thoughts, comments, and feedback. So send us an email at podcast.cjs at gmail.com or tweet at us at CanJSurge. Thanks again.